Hello, all, and welcome to another episode of the Network Hour podcast. I am your host, Molly Crease, and today we are going to be talking about. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, why did I do that? That's, um, what's that? Clint Eastwood? <laughs> ah, okay, serious. Today we are going to be talking about interviewing, all things interviews. And I was coaching some clients last week and I got some. got some good stuff, got some reactions, got all of this that I think that you guys should really know about and be prepared for. So the focal point of this podcast, what are we going to be talking about? We're going to be talking about AI. AI is here to stay, guys. It's not going anywhere. Employers are using it. And I don't know if it's a good thing or if it's a bad thing or maybe, um, I'm a bit undecided on that. You can decide after this episode if you like what I'm saying or if you don't like what I'm saying. Some of you might have experienced it, have gone through it. You can drop some notes in the comments when I post this and let me know what your thoughts are on this, if it's moving in the right direction or if you just downright hate it. Okay, so let's talk about the AI interview. And I wrote some notes down because I had to do some research on this because I've never gone through the AI interview. If I have to interview, I might have to do that at some point. So I got to prepare myself as well. So as I prepare you, I'm preparing me. So let's talk about it. So there is apparently there's Spark Hire and there's Hire View. I was speaking to a student um, who I was coaching who has recently got out of college and he's looking into getting into the workforce and all of this stuff. And he was telling me that all of his interviews had been higher view interviews. And so I got I had to go really research and look into what is this higher view and it's 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 AI at, at its best or at its worst you can say well however you want to say it. so higher view is a platform that is developed that employers are now using to interview candidates some employers are saying that they're using it to screen but Personally, I don't believe that. I believe some of them and listening to, I'm sourcing a video that I watch on YouTube from Vuma and I'll put it in the notes. He's saying, the guy was saying that employers sometimes use these interviews to hire. And if you don't get it right the first time, it is, oh, well, better luck next time. Try again, which is a disadvantage for job seekers and which I don't like. And job seekers, I'm going to tell you, I am on your side. I know I'm a coach. It is my it is my job. It's my position to help you to get the job that you need and the job that you want. And I am on your side with this. I am I'm 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 not liking it right now. So let's get into it. So it can be phone interviews. I already don't like phone interviews. I never liked it because I know they usually used it for screening and stuff like that, but I don't like the in-person nature of it because you're on the phone. You don't know who you're talking to. You can't see their facial expressions. You can't see what they're thinking. The most you can listen for is to hear their tone when you answer the questions, how they respond and stuff like that. So that alone is, um, you're at a disadvantage with that, okay? So now here comes Spark Hire and Hire View. 
right? And these are one-way interviews where you're being interviewed by uh, the AI. Um, the questions are already pre-recorded and set there for you to answer, and they give you uh, a set time for you to answer these questions. So the the time from my from my source of woman and video is that they're saying that the time that they give you is approximately about thirty to sixty seconds to prepare for your answer. That's not a lot of time, so. You got to be prepared even before you go to that interview because try to do some preparation before you go, especially if you know beforehand that it's going to be a higher view interview. Try to do some research, try to do some preparation. So they say it's at least 30 to 60 seconds to prepare for your answer when the answer comes up on your screen or however they do it. After the prep time, you have to record your answer and they give you at least 60 to 120 seconds to answer the question, right? Um, is that a lot of time? Um, it might be, but if you are somebody who gets nervous easily, it's your first time doing this kind of an interview, uh, you're going to crap all over that interview. You are not going to... <laughs> I'm telling you, you're not going to um you're not going to pass an interview. So um the 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 moral of this and the thing of this is to be prepared, be prepared. But how prepared can you be when you're being thrown into a situation that you're not familiar with and that you don't know what's happening? So let's move on. Let's go on some more. So AI is scoring against, <laughs> and I found this fascinating. And it kind of pissed me off a little bit. So the AI is scoring you against all of the employees at the company and not against other applicants. So what the frig is this? Is the AI is already cheating? Is this is this Megan turned psycho? Anybody ever watch that movie with the AI with Megan when the 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 aunt got the the doll for the girl and and. The doll in the beginning was being all nice and fine, and then the doll got too clingy and went psycho on, on the aunt because she, she didn't want the aunt to tell her what to do. And I see they're trailing another movie like that as well with a woman who has a, a man, I don't know if he's a butler or whatever, AI, and then the AI turns crazy. So I don't trust AI. I mean, it's going to turn crazy. I don't trust it. And now that it's telling me that in the higher view, the AI is scoring you against all the other employees that already have a job, that are already in that company, that are already top performers, that are already getting paid six figures or whatever. You just coming in as a new applicant, trying to get the job, trying to get your foot in the door, trying to make some money so that you can prove yourself. And now they're telling me that this AI is scoring you against those employees that are already in there and not against other applicants that are looking for the same job. That is, that's not right. That is so, so not right. So that is already one point against you as the job seeker right there. Then the, 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 the bar is just set high, pretty high, too high. Then it says it uses up to 25,000 data points to rank you. So my question is, is being yourself enough? Because this thing is ranking you. Mind you, the AI don't know me. It don't know my personality. 
I don't know what I'm going through. I might have had the bad day before the interview. It doesn't have sympathy for me if I mess up or if I mistake, because come on, let's face it. They are, yeah, I have no feelings and all of that stuff. So now you're telling me there's 25 data, toys data points that it's ranking me. And then it's saying that you have to be on the AI's good side. How is that even possible? How am I going to be on the AI's good side? What do I have to do? Do I have to put on good makeup to be on the AI's good side? I don't know. I'm just saying, I'm just spitting it all out there. Then this is saying that the AI tracks, it tracks your eye contact. It tracks how enthusiastic you are. It tracks your smile. It tracks your speech, the way you're speaking. So I don't know. If you're somebody with an accent like me, uh, 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 your English might not be so good and, and all of that stuff. Does that affect your interview? Does that affect your performance? Does that affect how it ranks you? I don't know. Maybe because it's saying that it tracks your speech and then it tracks your facial expression. Now, what kind of facial expression is it looking for? Is it looking for me to be happy? Is it looking for me to be serious? Is it looking for me to uh, be in between? What is in between? I'm sad, I'm happy. Uh, I'm nervous as heck doing this interview because it's my first time. So um, there's gonna be some sort of nervousness on my face. Is it analyzing the lines and the tension in my forehead and all of that stuff? Guys, maybe it is. It's AI. I mean, it's doing all kind of crazy shit. So how are you supposed to be prepared for that? I, as a coach, am battling as how to prepare my clients for this shit. Okay, let's move on. Then it's saying some companies will hire you off of just that AI interview. So if it's your first time going into that interview and you do horribly on that interview, I am sorry for you. It is bye-bye. It is goodbye. It is you did not make it. It is try it, better luck next time. And that can be your only try for that company. Oh my God, what the hell is going on with the job industry and the job market? And the people thinking, and I, I think employers, if you do this, you are selfish because this is easier and lackadaisical and lazy on your part. If you put job seekers through this, just because it might be easier for you and you don't have to sit down physically and talk to someone from across the room and it makes less time for you, it does not mean that you are going to get the best candidate for the job. At the end of the day, AI is not perfect. It is not 100% perfect. At the end of the day, AI does not trump intuition and trump what you see from right across the room and trump um, what you get a feeling from a person. It does not. So why are we putting it in charge of who we hire? I don't get it. I don't get it. Anyway, then it says, then I was listening to Vuma, the guy in the video, Vuma, and then he says that if you use Spark Hire and during the interview process in, in, in the Spark Hire, I think in that particular AI, it gives you chances where you can 
record your answer to a particular question. And then if you find that your answer was not good enough, you can re-record it or what have you. But here's the kicker. Managers are able, hiring managers are able to see those times that you try and those times that you mess up. Tell me something, friggin' AI is cheating. It is cheating. It is cheating you out of a job already. Because if managers are able to see when you are kind of a practicing or kind of trying to answer the question and you're like, oh no, let me just go over and re-record that. Um, maybe I didn't put the right word in there or I didn't answer that correctly. Or, I, or you notice your face and you realize your face was too tense. So you want to do it over again. The hiring managers can see those times and see when you try. And here is something else. They can choose to decide not to hire you because you took too many times and you pre-record too many times that question to answer that question before you got the, the recording that you were satisfied with. What? What? So you put something in there to help me to put me at ease to say, okay, if I feel like I didn't do it properly the first time, I can do it a second time. You put that in there, right? To help me, to say that you're gonna help me, but you're not really helping me because then employers can see that and they can decide and say, okay, I'm not gonna hire her or I'm not gonna hire him because he took too many tries. Really? Really? That's what you're all doing? Now that is not fair. That is absolutely not fair, not fair, not fair. So I guess you can hear from my voice and from my expression that I don't like. I don't like, I don't like. I don't like this AI interview. I don't like what I'm hearing about these AI interviews. I don't like it for my job seekers out there, but I'm going to try to help you. Before I try to help you, I'm going to give you another thing that I don't like is that you only have one chance with these interviews. For the most part, you only have one chance and there is no feedback. There is no one giving you feedback to say you did this wrong or you could have done that better or blah, 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 blah. So if you have five interviews line up and the five interviews are higher view or spark higher, then you're going to keep going, going, going through each interview and you're not going to know what you do wrong. So the next one you go on, you, you do a better job. The best you can do is try to do your research on your own and practice for yourself. So job seekers out there, I'm going to give you some advice. I'm going to say, if you know that you have one of these interviews, Look for a platform that's going to give you some practice before you go on this interview. Um, there is a platform from the video I watch. It's tryvuma.com. They're probably going to give you some simulations for you to practice so you can see your facial expressions, so you can see how AI is analyzing you to help you to make you better prepared for that interview. If you don't have that and you don't can't go on that, I would say pull out your phone or pull out your computer, get the interview questions that are frequently asked and record yourself answering those questions and look back at your own recording. 
That gives you an opportunity to look at your facial expressions, like me, how you see me doing this, all these hand gestures in that in this video. That might not be good for you to do. So you gotta look at how you do your mannerisms. Look at your nonverbal cues, what your face is saying, how you twist in your face, are you stat are you upright in the chair? Certain things that you're doing. Recording yourself is gonna help you to look at these things. Maybe have a mentor or have a professional who is in a hiring department, in HR, who can give you some pointers on your video, what you're doing wrong, what you need to do better to get past this AI interview. But at the end of the day, it seems like it's based on a gamble. It seems like it's based on luck. Um, I wouldn't say it's probably like when you play the lottery. Hopefully it's it's way better than playing the lottery because the lottery is like one in how many, how many, how many million or thousand or, or billions or what have you, chances, per ratio, whatever. Hopefully it's better. It's a better ratio than that. And you can really be prepared and equip yourself for these kind of interviews. So it's recording yourself beforehand. It's using platforms like trivuma.com to get you prepared and get you um, up to speed on the process and, and the things that happens and how you can get yourself prepared for these type and for these kind of interviews, right? Practice your facial expressions, practice your tone of voice, how you answer the questions, how you look in the camera and you're not looking away because looking away tells that you're nervous, that you don't know what you're saying. Some people, when they're on camera, they look up in the air, all of that stuff. They look away. Sometimes I do that because I'm not accustomed to the camera. I'm not accustomed to recording myself. Let me say this. The people that might do the best on these interviews might be the Gen Zers. I don't know. I'm millennial, so I'm, I'm, I'm not accustomed to these um, video type kind of things. But you see all, all Gen Zers, they're out there. They're on TikTok. They're doing their dances. They're doing their videos on TikTok. They're not ashamed to do their things. So um, they might do well on an interview, in on these interviews. So if you are probably a millennial, or, or later generation trying to go on an interview and you're being placed with these kind of a things now that you might, might not be familiar with. If you have a Gen Z in your household or a friend, you might want to bring that Gen Z on board and say, I need you to give me some lessons on how to make my lighting correct, how to make sure that I'm enunciating and pronouncing my words, how to make sure that um, I show up in the interviews process, that I come off interesting, that I come off enthusiastic, that I come off in a way that's going to be inviting, that's going to make these, that's going to make AI give me the best um scores possible and that's going to make these in interviews and these um hiring managers want to hire me or even place me on a second round for their um for that for the job for the job interview i think one of the good news too as well is that not all hiring managers and not all companies are using this hire view as a one-stop shop one and done some of them are using it as a screening, um, just like how they use the phone interview as a screening, and they're using it as a screening before they get you to the second round. 
Now that can be an advantage and a disadvantage because if you don't do well in the screening, then you don't get to the second round. It's an advantage that it's just a screening and you don't have to be so panicky about it, but then you still have to do good on the screening. So, I mean, uh, job seekers, I am so sorry. <laughs> I know it is sounding like a lot and it's sounding like you got to do a lot, but oh my God, that is why you need coaches. That is why you need mentors. That is why you need people who know about this to talk to people about this so that they can get you prepared before you step into these situations. Another tip I will give you that I want to give you and I will say to you is lean you're going to get these higher interviews because it's becoming more predominant seeing that AI is here to stay, uh, as seeing that employers are looking for more ways that are not time consuming. It, it, it helps them to, to do better in their processes and, and to get things done better and all of that stuff. It's an advantage for employers when you look at it. They don't have to pull someone from HR to sit down person to person and do an interview with you and all that kind of stuff. AI can pick up certain things that they might not be able to pick up. That's how they justify it and all of that stuff. So it's easier for employers, but not so much for job seekers because then it's one more thing that you have to worry about, right? We had before, we had before all these other types of interviews, telephone interviews, personal interviews, the panel interview, which is a, a, a uh, a thing in itself, because I remember going through the panel interview a long time ago, a few years back, and it was crazy, y'all. I, I was flown out to, I think it was Mich Michigan. I was flown out because I was interviewing for a company there. I'm not going to say who the company is. You can speculate whatever company is in Michigan. Even before the interview, I had to do a case online because I'm in the financial business industry. So I had to do a case with spreadsheets and paper tables and all that kind of stuff. Even before I get to the interview, had to submit that, they review it, then flew me out for the interview. When I get there to the interview, there was a lot more applicants there than one part of the interview. All of us, the applicants were in there with one room with the hiring managers. They had us doing cases on the spot, answering questions on the spot, all that kind of things. And they put us through such a rigorous interview process is that when you're done, you were, you're, you're mentally in a headspace, you're mentally uh, burnt out. You're like, oh my God, am I going to even going to get this job? And there are companies that still do these kind of interviews. And I don't know why they put job seekers through such um, painful, <laughs> painful and stressful uh, events and scenarios. And I to say too, there's an interview that they call the stress interview. And the stress interview is where they trying to see how you're gonna act on how you're gonna act on the stress. They're trying to see how you're gonna act when you're being placed in situations on the job. And I, I, I don't know, they're trying to, it's like they're trying to get you ready for a toxic work environment, almost kind of, but they're trying to see how you would act maybe in a situation where you're not getting along with an employee, another coworker, 
or maybe your, your manager is coming down on you in some shape or form, how you're going to react, how you're going to behave in that kind of thing. So they put um, stress tests on you in terms of they ask you out of the way questions. They ask you questions that are not the normal, regular interview questions, but they ask you questions that are out of the way. Like I remember getting a question where they asking me what kind of animal would I be? I'm like, I'm sitting at the end of the table. I'm like, what the shit? What the, what? And, and, and the expression on my face told the interviewer what I was thinking in my head because I'm like, what the, what kind of interview question is this? What kind of shit are you asking me? If I'm an animal, what would I be? I'm clearly sitting here as a human being. Why are you asking me what kind, if, if I was an animal, what would I be? So they ask you all these kind of stupid questions to see what your reaction is and how you're gonna how you're gonna handle yourself in that situation. That's called a stress interview. So you have those panel interviews, stress interviews, then you have the informal interview, where it's the casual interview where they, oh, let's grab coffee. And, and some of us get caught up in that because we actually think, oh, it's just coffee. No, it's not just coffee. They're going to be looking at you, your discussion and how you answer questions and how you speak to them. They're going to be assessing you. Or they might say, oh, our company have, uh, and, and they do this in, um, I don't know, rotational programs. They do this in different things. And they might say, oh, my company is having a get together. I'm going to invite you as my guest to come. Uh oh. Uh. Don't put God out your thoughts and think it's just a party for you to have fun. No, they want to see how you're going to interact with the other people at the event. They want to see what your conversation is. And for the life of me, please don't go and start drinking. Oh, let me grab this drink. Let me grab that drink. And uh, 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 no, no, because you're not going to get the job or not even just the job. You're not going to get the promotion or anything because you are not acting in a professional manner. I'm telling you, even if it's a party environment, you still got to be careful. Your manager is there. The hiring manager is there. The colleagues are there. They're looking at you to see how you're going to behave in this relaxed, in this casual environment. Um, so be careful not to drink too much. Be careful not to be a chatterbox. Be careful not to be annoying. And be careful not to be too stiff either. So how, what, what, how are you going to do? Practice, 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 practice. And I talk about this a lot, a lot, a lot. Networking is your friend. I know a lot of you don't like networking. A lot of you don't like networking. I'm going to say it again. A lot of you don't like networking, but networking is your friend for all of these interview situations. Because if you practice networking, then if you're in a situation where it's casual, you're going to know how to handle yourself because you've already practiced. For the AI and the higher view interviews, networking is your friend as well because even though you might be put through that rigorous thing of going through an AI interview, if you've already connected with people in that company in a one-on-one -on -one setting or in a networking setting, 
those people have already seen your personality. They've already talked to you. They already know what you bring to that table. So that means for you, that high of you interview, it's just going to be a formality because you've already had a, had a leg up. You've attended an event. You have someone who's referred you. You've already have a champion, someone who's put your resume to the top of the list. And so you're just going through this formality of this high view interview because it's something that a company does and it's their process. But I will say networking, make sure that networking is part of your job search. Make sure that you're connected with people that are in the job you want or already gone through that job you want. You're networking with those companies that you want to work for. If you are part of an organization or if not, become part of organizations, especially professional organizations, because they have these companies as their networkers, part of their network. They have these companies as their corporate partners. And ever so often, these organizations will put on networking events that are partnered with these companies. And if you get in there, you are in there. And if you, that you show your personality, you, you, you can't possibly show your personality with an AI, because especially if it's your first time, you're going to be nervous. Your whole personality is not going to come out. So networking is going to be your friend, guys. Those of you that's going to find this challenging and find this higher view, this spark higher, and all these AI things that employers are going to be using to kind of screen you and to hire you and all this stuff, it is going to be a task. It is going to be a load for you to carry. It is putting a lot more pressure in the job search area because you're going to have to research. You're going to have to practice. You're going to have to make sure that you're prepared for what is coming. And I'm saying put networking in your job process. Do that. Practice those videos. Get some Gen Zers to help you. And yeah, yeah, that's um yeah that's that's as much as i can give right that's 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 what i'm talking about another thing that i've discovered and i want to tell you so those of you who've networked with me i mean those of you who are listening probably you haven't worked with me yet but some of my clients i always tell them in networking i offer a networking tracker where you track the people you come into contact with you record their emails their phone numbers where they work where you met them what conversation you talked about so that when you're ready to follow up and to follow through you can remind the person this is where i met you this is what you talk about oh, that is important for a continuation of a relationship and for building a relationship. I recently found out that there is a platform, a website that's called Teal, T-E-A-L, and I'll put it in the notes, T-E-A-L-H-Q. And it's a platform where you can track your job. You track the job you apply for, and it has AI as well. AI is helping you to revamp your resume to make sure that it's targeting that the job you want and the job you're applying for. And there's also some other functions in there that can help you with your job search, that can help you in the planning process, that can have you organize and make your job search even better. 
and and when you help you so that when you're applying for those six-figure roles and stuff, there is some formality, there is some sort of organization to keep you on track and to let you know what you're doing. So check out TUHQ and see if that can help you in your job search, see if it can help you in what you're doing and get getting more organized. And also seek out a coach like me, seek out someone who's gonna talk out things with you, who's gonna do mock interviews with you, who's gonna help you practice, who's gonna give you some different insights. My niche is networking, so I'm gonna help you get out there and network and meet those people and build those relationships. That is not just gonna help you get the job, but it's gonna help you to further and advance and grow more in your career. Because all these billionaires and millionaires they make their money through networks and networks meaning relationships, building and maintaining those valuable relationships that when you go into business, your partnerships, collaborations, all of that stuff comes out of effectively and strategically networking properly. And I'm saying to you, if you're not doing it already, make sure that networking is a part of your job search. Okay, we've talked about all of these interviews. I mainly wanted to talk to you and get bang about the higher view and the spark view interview. I hope I've given you some insight on these new forms of interviewing now that employers are employing because of AI and because they want to do things a little easier and a little better. It gives them, it's like I said, it gives the employer A great advantage and so it it is it's easier it's easier for the employer so sorry about that pause something came up on my laptop I'm like Ugh. so it gives the employer a, a, a better advantage in terms of they can get through quite a bit of interviews easy and weed out those applicants weed out those applications but then in some respects, it's harder for you, the job seeker, the person that's looking for the job, because it's another thing on your plate for you to get over. It's another hurdle for you to get over. It's something else for you to research. It's something else for you to practice. And so I'm here to give you the information. I'm here to help you. I'm here to help you practice and Try Vuma.com. They're there to help you as well. Um, like I said, the simulations as well is going to be helpful for you, for you to see how AI is scoring you and all of that stuff as well. I'm going to cite my sources in the, in the, um, in the description of this video and make sure if you have any more questions, reach out to me. If you want to do your own research, do your own research. If you have people in your network that are hiring managers that work in HR that can give you some tips on this, by all means, seek them out and talk to them about this. I'm going to say to you, I wish you all the best and all the luck in your job search and in what you're looking for. And I hope all of this has been helpful throughout all my animations and all my stuff that I've been doing. I hope this will be helpful. Thank you so much. This has been another episode of the Network Hour podcast. I am your host, Molly Kreese. And until next time, live, laugh, and guys, love. Okay? Bye.